Welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben. And today's episode is called Songs of Victory. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here at the very beginning just talking about whatever comes to mind, but I am going to share a little, and then I'm going to get right into reading this piece of poetry called Songs of Victory. Um, Songs of Victory, what prompted me to write this was a simple fact that there comes a time in everyone's life where either if we're serving God and we're surrendered to him the way we're supposed to be, we are being prompted and motivated by these songs of victory that God is singing over us. But I I truly believe that these songs of victory that God is singing over us, that he is always singing these songs over us, even when we're not in a place of victory in our life. He is trying to motivate us. He's trying to help us to capture the essence of what it's like to be able to walk in freedom, to walk in victory. And so I believe that God is our biggest cheerleader, that God is always rooting for us, and he is always singing these songs of victory over us and hoping that out of our relationship with him, out of our love for him, out of us listening to what he is saying about us, over us, and for us, that we will hear these songs of victory and be so uplifted and so encouraged and so motivated and lit on fire for him that we will begin to move, flow, and act in a way that we know and can allow these songs of victory to come alive in our lives, to come alive in our life, to be able to affect us positively in a way that is going to move us in such a way that it has uh, such a positive impact on us that will help us to be able to fulfill who God is calling us to be. It's like us being the clay and him being the potter. He's the potter and we're the clay and we're in his hands being shaped and molded into what he wants us to be. And really that comes out of our will of allowing ourselves to yield to God, allowing ourselves to be surrendered to God We're allowing him to knock these rough edges off of us. We're allowing him to kind of fashion us in his hands. And he is kind of shaping us and molding us into the person of God that he's called us to be. And all of that, it comes in play with songs of victory. Because we are listening to these songs of victory that God sings over us until it becomes captured in our own hearts. And we began to sing these songs of victory with God. And we, we began to move and walk and flow <clears throat> in the spirit in such a way that these songs of victory really come alive in us. So I'm going I'm to, I, I didn't want to get too sidetracked here at the beginning, but that was what was on my heart 
for what I wanted to open with about this Songs of Victory piece of poetry. So I'm going to go ahead and read this now. This is Songs of Victory. Oh God, I worship you today. Keep me close, Lord, because I love you and want to serve you. Your ways I want to obey. Only you I will love and honor. Only you I will serve. I will give you all praise and adoration that you deserve. Not only are you my master and Messiah, my savior, the one I want to serve. I know that in doing so and staying close to you, my life you will protect and my life you will preserve. O God, your spirit fills me with love, joy, and peace. You fill me with songs of victory. My King, you came and rescued me just in time. You have removed me from the enemy's camp. Behold, you have opened my blind eyes, and now I can see. Dear Lord, thank you for being so patient with me. You give me songs of victory. O God, all of my mountains you have moved, and all the obstacles and hindrances have been taken out of the way. You have loosened and removed my chains of bondage. You have truly delivered me and set me free. I am so thankful that my life and behavior you did change. You allowed a shaking in my life so that all the garbage would break loose and fall by the wayside, and that only the things of God and what you taught me would remain. O God, it was only because of you that I was able to endure and was able to stand. My King, no matter how tough things got, no matter how hard things seemed to be, You always had me in the palm of your hand. Facing at different times all sorts of adversity, with your help, O God, I was able to stand. Dear Lord, you were always one step ahead of the enemy. The devil didn't have a chance at thwarting your ultimate plan. O God, your spirit gives me songs of victory. In this wonderful freedom, I spread my wings like an eagle and soar into the heavens because I'm free. Praise God. So that's what the Lord laid on my heart when I was writing that morning um, when he inspired me to write songs of victory. You know that it doesn't matter where we are in our life, how strong or weak our relationship is with God. But we're to always have a reverent fear of God. Because having a reverent fear of God is us as believers knowing and acknowledging that God is God Almighty and that we are giving Him the honor and respect that He deserves. Because he is God. It says in 2 Kings chapter 17, 
Verse 39. But the Lord your God you shall fear, and he will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. So this is kind of this is basically saying that if we have a reverent fear of God, and we acknowledge that God is God, and that he is above all else, and we look to him and we basically lean on him and surrender to him, that he will deliver us from the hand of our enemies. It also says in Psalms chapter 18, verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So this is also saying uh, in so many words, not only like in the first one that I read in 2 Kings 17.39, where it said that he would deliver us from the hand of our enemies. This is also saying that I shall be saved from my enemies. Then it goes on in Psalms chapter 25, verse 2. It says, Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Let's let's move on uh, to Psalms 25, verse 20. It says, Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. <clears throat> and it, I believe that it's really important to focus on the fact that not only is this person that is in that is speaking in the scripture, which I believe this may have been David, um, <clears throat> I'm not uh, positive on that, but um, it's a prayer, I believe. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. He is pleading with God to let him not become ashamed. If you know if we're ashamed of God, he'll be ashamed of us. If we deny and reject God, he will deny and reject us in the end of time. And that would be a terrible feeling. If the time if the end has come. And you go to stand before God to be judged. And then God remembers all these times that you had the opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior. That you had the opportunity to receive him as King and God Almighty. Your Savior, your Messiah. And out of one reason or another, or maybe out of a thing of convenience because it was not good for you at the time. Yeah, he's going to remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the guy or the girl that had the opportunity to accept me, but chose not to because it did not fit into their time schedule. They didn't want me to step in and be their savior and to be their Messiah and king because they had better things to do or they were ashamed or afraid of what people would think of them admitting that they're a Christian, that they go to church, or that they want to learn about God. So, I don't know about you folks, but I wouldn't want to be the person standing there uh, at the, you know, before the Lord. And the Lord says, you know what? You rejected me. You denied me. 
So now I'm rejecting and denying you. Be gone out of my presence. For I never knew you. And that would be such a terrible thing. I would not want to have to endure that myself. Which I know that I'm saved and I believe I'm, I know where I'm going when I pass on. But there's so many people in this world that don't know where they're going when they pass away. And it's our job as Christians and believers to spread the word of the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's our job to let people know that God loves them. It's our job to let people know, hey, you can receive forgiveness of your sinful lifestyle if you would just confess your sin and ask for forgiveness. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just let him come into your life and start working at changing you. And I'll be the first to tell you, folks, when I first got saved, it was not this big dramatic thing like all of a sudden I was just totally different. It was a process for me. At first, I was kind of like thinking like, well, I know I just prayed. I know I just got saved. But am I really different? What's different about me? And of course, I was in jail when I got saved. But um, it took a little while for me to see that it was making a difference, me getting saved. But I know God was hearing my prayers, and I know God was answering my prayers, even though I was in jail. And so eventually it got to a point where it was very obvious that the Lord was on my side. The Lord was hearing my prayers, and he was moving on my behalf, and he was helping me. So it says in Psalms chapter 25, verse 21, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. You know, sometimes it feels like in our life that we're at this place and we're like, All right, God, I'm waiting on you. Come on now. Where are you at? Like we're waiting on him. When really, most of the time, he's waiting on us. God's always been there. God wants to release to us everything that he wants to bless us with. He wants, uh, he wants us to have access to. So ultimately, when we think we're waiting on God, and that God is the one that's lagging behind, that's not exactly what's happening. He's actually waiting for us either have a change of heart or a change of attitude about something or maybe a different outlook or a different view of something so that our hearts can be prepared to receive and accept the upcoming change that he so badly wants us to have, that he so badly desires for us to have in our life. And so... Don't be fooled, folks. When you're at a place in your life where you feel like, okay, well, I've done my part. Where are you at, God? I'm waiting on you. Trust me, God already knows where you are, and he's already been there and done that. 
He's already prepared the way, but he's waiting for you to have a change of heart about something for your attitude and your view in your mind and what's in your heart to change till it's going to line up with his will for your life. Because God always wants us to follow his will. He always wants us to be within his plan for our life. And sometimes we get a little ahead of God and we kind of tend to go our own way sometimes thinking that that's what God wants. But take my word for it, folks. If you're at a place in your life where you feel like you're serving God, but yet it doesn't feel like God is leading you in whatever it is you're doing, then if I were you, I would put the brakes on whatever it is you're doing and just stop and focus on the Lord. Focus on, refocus on God. Give him all of your attention and just wait on him for the for the ins- next instruction of what it is that he would have you to do and whatever it is that you're facing. There's some people that are so gung-ho, and I've been that way at times, so gung-ho to want to try to just do, do, do God's plan that we actually get ahead of God. And then when we get ahead of God, he's not the one really leading anymore. It's us trying to take control from God. And that's not a good place to be in. That's uh, and <clears throat> that's an accident waiting to happen. That's something that the enemy wants is for us to get ahead of God because then we make foolish decisions and then we try to blame it on God. Well, God, why did you let this happen to me? Well, we weren't letting him lead. We were trying to lead him. So we need to think on these things and, and remember that we need to let God be God. We need to let him lead. Let him give us the guidance that we need and we follow his lead and not try to be gung-ho to just do our own thing. It says in Psalms chapter 32, verse 7, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. You know, it's really important for us to to know that God is our hiding place. He is like the shelter that we need. He is our strong tower. He extends these loving, embracing arms. And he, He can protect us under the shadow of His wings and preserve us from trouble. And when we are in his presence like that, and he is watching over and protecting us, he will surround us with songs of deliverance. Which, folks, I know this episode is called Songs of Victory, but let me tell you something. Songs of deliverance, (coughs) in so many words, is basically songs of victory. Because when you are surrounded with songs of deliverance from God, that deliverance is helping us to walk in freedom, which that freedom is in essence giving us victory. So it is songs of victory. 
So we need to make sure that we remember that when you're at a place in your life where you know that God is singing over you and you can almost tangibly hear the very words he is saying and singing over you, we need to pay close attention to what the Lord is saying and try to yield to, to try to yield to him and heed these songs of victory. Because sometimes these songs of victory that we hear when we're at our lowest place is what will give us that motivation, that drive, that fire inside to want to do things the way that God would have us to do that we may be hesitant to do otherwise. When we get that shot of encouragement from God, from the Holy Spirit, and He ignites a fire in us like we've never had before, oh wow, that is such an awesome feeling. And it is such an awesome place to be at in our walk, to be on fire for God because of these songs of deliverance, these songs of victory that God is singing over us. And then we can capture that in our own hearts and we can hear what he's saying. The next thing you know, we're singing along with God and we are being encouraged and we're being motivated and things start to happen and break loose in the spirit that we can't explain. All we know is it's because of God that these these awesome things are happening for us and these particular doors are being opened in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to move on now. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25. It says, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, How much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Now, I want to read this one verse out of that uh, selection of scriptures then, uh, again and I want you to, to listen closely to this it says now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain folks do you know that the things that cannot be shaken the things that will remain Those are the things that God Almighty has taught us through His Holy Spirit. God God sent us His Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to be our comforter, to be our helper. And the things that the Holy Spirit teaches us, these awesome, wonderful lessons, these life lessons that God is teaching us through His Holy Spirit, things that that show us, teach us, and train us, and spiritual warfare, the things that teach us and train us in ways to pray, the things that show us um, basically 
Um, all the the things of, of God's divine nature, His divine character, when He reveals His divine wisdom, knowledge. Um, anyways, um, the things that the Lord teaches us through His Holy Spirit these wonderful life lessons that, that help us to grow spiritually and better prepare us for what's ahead in this life are the things that cannot be shaken. These are the things that may remain. And the things that are being removed that are the things that are being shaken. These are the things that are of the world that are of the flesh, that are of our own uh, doing, of our uh, doing things under our own power, things that maybe weren't inspired by God, things that uh, are just things that we do that really have no spiritual meaning whatsoever. Uh, the things that don't have spiritual meaning and the things that are of the enemy or of the world or of our own sinful flesh these are the things that uh, are being shaken and that will be removed. So that once these things are removed and taken out of the way, the only thing that will be left standing, the only thing that will be left standing strong are the things which cannot be shaken. Those are the things that will be remaining. Those are the remaining things that will be left. <coughs> Those are the things that um, those are the things that, um, that are of God that will be left. So don't be afraid when the shaking comes because the shaking is happening and even more of a shaking is coming and on the way. But as long as we continue to trust in God and put our faith in him and lean on God with all of our cares with all of our concerns and with all of our needs, God will watch over and protect us. And as long as we earnestly desire to want to be taught and shown these wonderful things from the Lord through his spirit, that these wonderful lessons that we're learning, these, these treasures that God is revealing to us, are the things that will remain and that the things all of the the uh, the piddly frivolous things of this life the cares of this world the things of the sinful flesh all of these other things are going to fall by the wayside eventually and the only thing that will stand and remain are the things of God so we need to keep that in mind folks I hope this uh, episode has been uh, an eye-opening experience. I hope that y'all have learned something. Um, keep keep your heart and your mind and your ears finely tuned to the songs of victory that God is singing over you. Because trust me in this, that right now as we speak, whether if you know it or not, God is singing songs of victory over you because he's hoping 
that you're going to be encouraged by what he's singing over you and that you will be so encouraged and motivated that it's going to light a fire in you and motivate you in a way that you have never been motivated before. So praise God. Uh, you have to excuse my <clears throat> my raspy voice a little bit. I'm still uh, dealing with a little bit of uh, leftover sickness that I've been dealing with for some time now. Uh, my voice is a little scratchy. I've had a little bit of a cough. and So I've just had some things going on. But I felt the need and the importance to get this podcast out as soon as I could uh, when I was feeling up to it. Um, so praise God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace. Praise God. Have a wonderful day. God loves you and so do I. Bye-bye.